Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. I was going to get laid tonight, but you know, no big deal. That's where you go. Um, why don't you just shut your mouth? And I'll no, be in I, there when I get in there. I want her to open her mouth. You see what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. Hey, babe, does this rag smell like chloroform? <laughs> hey, um, babe, does this dick taste like dick? <laughs> Test that out. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, so it's enough about my penis. Let's uh, start the podcast. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks Podcast. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And we are here on the special Thanksgiving week. Um, are you doing, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Uh, watching my wife cook. <laughs> That's Mainly. always a sport. No, I, um, her... I'm going to live stream my wife cooking the meal. <laughs> <laughs> and then when she asks me for help, you're going to hear me like, oh, I'm, I'm live streaming. Yeah, yeah I can't. I, I'm holding the camera. You. What no, I usually I usually watch the kids because we have a small apartment kitchen, so she doesn't want all the kids up her ass trying to grab food and shit. So, oh, mommy, they taste this. <laughs> Get away! Right. <laughs> we usually alternate between uh, traditional style Thanksgivings one year, and then we'll have like a Salvadorian style. This year's a Salvadorian style, so we're having. She makes the turkey, but then she makes it in a sandwich with on rolls with like special seasoning and sauce it's pretty good huh. so interesting and her sister's coming in town oh yeah so yeah the yenta squad will be together <laughs> uh yeah see if you get any cooking done that way yeah. <laughs> shut the fuck up uh, i know adam does you know, you know that you know that when the old Batman TV series when it went no 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 that's how it sounds. It's exactly how they sound. <laughs> uh, what are you are you doing the typical Thanksgiving this year? Yeah, yeah doing the typical Thanksgiving at my place. Uh, my girlfriend's coming by, and we're gonna have like just you know basic uh, family uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's gonna be cool. It'll be fun, and that's when I get started putting up the damn Christmas lights. 
But fuck that. I do the day after. And you need to settle down with all that. <laughs> no, I do that when, you know, I can afford to buy the Christmas lights. Really? No, I, I usually do it on Thanksgiving Day because of the fact – I start putting them up, but I don't actually light them till the weekend of. But I, I usually do it because a lot of times, especially with the, the old the jobs that I've been working you know, the day after is when fucking hell breaks loose in retail. So I usually get all the hard stuff set up and then add little things as I go along. But uh, this year it's a little different, but still – you know, I'm not going to be, you know, 45 degrees with a coat on trying to put on the Christmas lights at, right. at 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been pretty chilly here this year. It, yeah. It's like it's like 45 at night, oh, yeah. which is weird for Arizona. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's weird for here, too, because it's been, like, pretty chilly. I mean, it's not like Buffalo, <laughs> yeah. you know, which is, like, under, what, 20 inches of The snow. struggle's <laughs> real over there. It's I, uh, planet... Um, was it I Station Zero over there? Yeah. This, this winter is, is all a reason for Republicans to tell us that global warming is a lie because it's cold outside. I suck Stephen Colbert's. Yeah, I saw that too. That's, yeah. Oh, it's cold, so global warming isn't real. And uh, what is it? Hunger isn't real because I just had something to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid ass. Um, no, but I mean – the, the biggest thing, I guess, is my sister-in-law is coming into town. She only comes, like, once a year. Yeah. But I'm done. <laughs> but, um... But, that, but, you know, it's the same thing. Like, I'm I'm excited for this Thanksgiving because this is going to be the, the first Thanksgiving that my girlfriend's going to actually spend it with, with my brother and myself. And she's bringing her two dogs and they're going to hang out with my dog. So it's be kind of... She wasn't, she wasn't around last Thanksgiving, was she? No, she was. She, no, we were, we dated last year, but she was, she spent it with uh, some friends of hers, some family friends. So we didn't actually have like a meal or anything like that. So this year it's going to be, she's going to come over and she bring her dogs over and then we're going to, you know, just kind of have just a hangout, great hangout. Obviously got to watch, if you're going to watch a Thanksgiving movie, uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is a perfect one. Uh, it's the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, dude. And then there's Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, yeah. So uh, that's the only choice. <laughs> <laughs> I watch it every Thanksgiving. Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, Halloween. It's on like when 18 the, channels. Yeah. Halloween is when it starts, man. How the Great Pumpkin, uh, the Great Pumpkin, the Thanksgiving special, and then of course the Christmas special. So yeah. So now you're back on Eve Online. Yeah, I wanted to play. Um, at first, I was like, "Oh, maybe I should get back on WoW because they just had the expansion." But then I was like, "Oh no, I don't feel like playing a game for a month and getting bored." <laughs> so um, I, I I was reading something on Eve Online, and I was like, "Ah, fuck it, let's let's run a trial and see what's up." And instantly, I just fell in love with the game. I love that game. I've always loved that game. <laughs> so. I was like, "Fuck it," and I had a uh, my refund my refund check from my student loan. Oh yeah, and you know it's for important things. So I, I bought a three month <laughs> subscription <laughs> to Eva Online. So now I'm just fucking kicking back, and I got a homie from uh, an old job, and he used to play. So he was like, oh, "I'll jump on too," and we both started over, which is kind of dumb in Eve because there's some things in Eve that take a year of training time oh, <laughs> to geez. fucking do. But I was like, I don't even remember my old login, so I don't really care. <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty dope. Flying around, just looking for wormholes and shit, you know. Listen to Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, I listen to the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack when I play it now. 
<laughs> oh man, that's gonna be like that's just flying around looking for Gamora. Ah, what do I feel? feel it? Do, 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 do. As you hear fucking gunfire and. <laughs> Uh, I don't believe it. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, mining. It depends on what I'm doing. Right, there you go. Um, yeah, so this week I start a new gig. So after after some time off, you know, I'm going to start a new job, which is actually kind of cool because I'm not going to mention who, who it's for, but it's cool because of the fact that this job does not follow the retail rules. They're Chris, the Christmas season is just another holiday season, you know. That's always nice. Yeah, the, you know, no Black Friday, none of that stuff. So everything's going to be pretty cool with that. So looking forward to starting that on uh, Tuesday. So that's going to be fun. Must be nice. Must be nice. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Uh, all right, so shall we uh, jump into some news? Let's do it. All right. Well, in movie news this week, if there was ever an opportunity for Apple to get into the filmmaking business, now would be a good time. The long-suffering Sony pick based on the life of Steve Jobs has had many actors rumored to be part of the film, only to leave a bit later. Now it seems that the whole film itself has left Sony Pictures entirely. The Aaron Sorkin scripted film about Steve Jobs has been placed in turnaround and has left Sony Pictures, but all is not lost. Rumors, according to Deadline, is that the film will be finding itself a home at Universal Pictures, which is in desperate need of a big new movie that isn't animated. The adaptation of Walter Isaacson has Danny Boyle set to direct and has, has had some notable names courted to star, which included... Leonardo DiCaprio, Christian Bale, and most recently Michael Fassbender. The deal has had the film set at Universal is rumored to be fast-tracked, so an official announcement should be coming um, in the coming weeks. The film has been gar- has garnered a lot of notice, especially since this revolving door of actors leaving the project. Mm. We'll have more as this develops. Mm. So, Don't we all know Steve Jobs' story? That's the thing. Right. Like... It... <sighs> I don't know. Like, I think we all already know. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah, I think we all pretty, pretty well um, established on <laughs> what Steve Jobs did. Yeah, he was involved in Pixar. Yeah, he did this. You know, it's like, come on. <laughs> what do we? They've, they've been talking about the guy like he was the second coming of Christ for the entirety of the 21st century so far. Oh, I know, right? So, you know, I know he just died. You know, respect and all that. But I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, it's been about what four years or something like that. But I mean, I, res- I respect what the guy did. He did a oh. lot of great things. No. You oh, know, but yeah. We, I all know them in detail. <laughs> you know, so I just don't care about this. Besides, don't we have the Aston Kutcher version? Yeah, isn't that good you know enough? What? That movie wasn't that bad. I think the problem people had with it is it painted Steve Jobs as an asshole. But that's also something we all know. Yeah. He was an asshole. Yeah. But now sometimes it takes being an asshole to get good shit done. Right. You know what I mean? So I wasn't whatever. You know what I mean? But anyway, let's move on to something else that is equally as dead as Steve Jobs. <laughs> um, it's been a while since I've tuned to the G4 channel, and for good reason. 
Being the only television channel to focus solely on video games and geek culture, the network was said to be converted into the Esquire channel a while back. This, of course, would make the channel horrible, so there really wasn't a reason for me to watch it anymore. Now news has cropped up that G4 won't be given the metrosexual treatment and will be closed down entirely. Um, NBC Universal has... Oh, you look Universal again. Yay, yeah, just yeah. fucking shit up. Um <laughs> NBC Universal has sent messages to cable providers everywhere that G4 will no longer be. No longer be. Yeah, I don't know why I put as after that. Um, <laughs> no longer be. Uh, it was decided that the Esquire network would happen on the Style network instead, more than likely because that just made more sense. Um, G4 has been playing reruns with the occasional movie for all this time, waiting for the end. When I first heard G4 was being changed last year, it was a sad time. Attack of the Show is one of my favorite things to watch on television, and it's sorely missed. This news, however, annoyed me more than shocked me. They just can't let G4 die in peace. Yeah, I've been watching G4. I was watching G4 back when it was tech TV. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, that was my favorite. That was, for a long time, it was the only network I watched on TV. Because I don't really watch television. But, like, Kevin Pereira made that show, dude. Oh, yeah. Like... The chicks were cool too, but you could really put any chick next to him, yeah. and it was working. You know, but you could tell it was sad. The last couple like weeks he was on, you could tell that he was like he just didn't care yeah. anymore. And he has a podcast now, um, the Pointless Podcast, and he talked about it once where he 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 had um, Candace Bailey and uh, that other blonde that did the news, the one that was in Playboy. Oh, Sarah Underwood, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had those two on. He apologized to him for, I guess, behind the scenes. He was like, fuck you guys. Like, not to them specifically, but to, like, NBC and shit. Well, yeah, I, I knew he had, like, serious bad blood with uh, Comcast, NBC, and all them. Because that's who owns Well, he wrote, he wrote most of the show. Yeah. You know, he a lot of the bits were his. And then when they stepped in, he, they didn't let him do anything. Yeah. You know, so like um, there was this one bit, for instance, where um, she Candace would say something like some can, some phrase phrase that she always said too much. Every time she sh- said it, she had to um, she had a motorboat, Sarah Underwood. <laughs> it sounds stupid, but it was funny and it fit in the show, you know, whatever. Right. NBC said she couldn't do that anymore. So anytime she said, I think it was as even or something, something stupid like that. Mm-hmm. And anytime she said it, she would hear in her ear, you said it again, don't say that. And I'm like, that's not how you run a show like that. No. The show was too open-ended to, to structure it like that. Yeah. You know, and it was, um, I don't know, it was sad that the show went. And all this X Play was dope. I mean, X Play kept it real with those fucking reviews, dude. Oh yeah. Like um, Adam Sessa was a pimp. Yeah. And then he moved on to Rev Rev Three on YouTube, and they just closed down too. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck. <laughs> it's really hard to do that shit because, especially, I mean, especially when you get companies in it, because it's like they don't know how to market it and where to pull their money from. Especially. especially, I think it's especially with this kind of stuff, like what Attack of the Show did, because it's it's so, from someone who doesn't get it, it's it looks so disorganized. Like, it looks like just a bunch of random shit. Right. But it really isn't. It all connects together, but if you're not involved in it, you don't get it. Yeah. It's almost like rock and roll in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> all the old people were like, I don't get this shit. Huh. Right. Uh, all right, moving on into... 
gaming news. After the Chia. After the problem-plagued EA game that was Battlefield 4, there was no doubt that they would try and take their time with the fifth installment of the series. However, the upcoming release of Battlefield Hardline, which is a police-themed game, the newly announced Battlefield 5 will stay as a military-stylized game. During the UBS Global Technology Conference on Tuesday, EA CFO Blake Jorgensen revealed that Battlefield 5 will be centralized around the military, just as the games before it. Battlefield Hardline focuses on the police and SWAT teams and the war, uh, the, uh, the war on crime in urban areas. Jorgensen mentioned that he's already seen Battlefield 5 in action and that it is shaping up to be a, quote, fun new battlefield. And it did, he added... That will be the return to the battlefield military-style game. More, uh, more to come on that. EA has confirmed that the game will be released in holiday 2016, which makes sense given that the upcoming Star Star Wars Battlefront is expected to be released in t- late 2015. So we could see it in October, given that the movie is coming out on holiday 2015. So uh, I think this is this is smart because. Battlefield has just become it's like they tried to cram so many features yeah that it just became a mess well when you and, had and, ba- Battlefield 3 and then 4 came out like the year after yeah like, they were well they were trying to do a Call of Duty yeah but I think that Battlefield's niche is that attention to detail and the, and stuff like that because that game the Battlefield series is too large in scope to come out on a yearly basis Call of Duty is easy yeah, they just tweak the last one and make a new story that's like B at best, and then right. release it. You know, yeah. which is a formula that works just fine. Yeah, and most of the times, most people that get Battle um, Call of Duty are usually in it for the multiplayer anyway. So yeah, they just want to play their friends. Yeah, but Battlefield's a little different. But I like this the whole fucking war against crime in urban areas type shit. <laughs> I'd love to get out of the Middle East. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm I'm done. Like it, I get it. Terrorists are bad, but I wanna I wanna fight somewhere else. Yeah, part- there's always the Middle East or Asia is yeah. the secondary. Yeah, I'm I'm looking. For, I'm I'm kind of interested. Like I heard about Hardline, and I was like, oh, War on Crime. I go, that'd be kind of cool. I like to mm-hmm. I'll maybe check that out. But yeah, like I think it's a good break for EA to be able to go ahead and say like, okay, we'll do this. We'll give a year off for. You know, because they got uh, working with Dice to get that Star Wars game, and then after that, go ahead and do Battlefield Five. I worry about that Star Wars game, to be honest with you. Why? I don't know because it's just it seems like, yeah, we all remember the old Star Wars Battlefront game. It was awesome, but really, let's 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 do a scoreboard of Star Wars games. <laughs> how many were horrible and versus how many were good. You know what I mean? And I just hope they don't – Disney might not let them know now that Disney owns the rights. But I, I don't want them to go, oh, it's Star Wars. We can just throw something together. Well, no, because, I mean, that was one of the things when they talked about uh, having the exclusivity with EA for games was that it was none of the games are going to be based on movies. Uh, was, That's good. Was one of the rules. And two is that they were going to um, uh, take their time with the games. That's why when they bought it – like what two two and a half years ago and then they're like yeah it's gonna the new release is gonna come out to coincide with the movie so does disney have absolutely nothing to do with the video game end of star wars no they own it and stuff like that but they partnered with ea so they're just ea's doing it yeah because remember what lucasfilm generally did was lucasfilms or farmed it out to whoever was willing to do it and they wanted they 
they like EA because, well, EA, I, let, let's be honest, you know, regardless of what you say with EA, EA, actually, EA does put a lot of resources into their stuff. They also um, have a lot of strong titles too, yes. that have been around for a long time. <laughs> exactly. I mean, if you, you, if you wanted it to come out and you didn't know when it would come out, you'd give it to Blizzard. But if you wanted it to come out on a specific <laughs> It'll come out time, and it will be great, but it might come out in 2037. Right. But at least with EA, you can actually put the game in development. I, to me, how different is it going to be than like a Battlefield or a, a Call of Duty game? Just with Star Wars characters. Yeah, that's all it's going to be. I yeah. mean, and honestly, that would be the smart approach. And that's what Make I w- Battlefield I w- in Star Wars universe. Exactly. I would love that. That yeah. would be perfect, you know? You're fucking so. fighting, you jump into pod racer or something. <laughs> 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 I'm gone, bitches. <laughs> I, I want a Grand Theft Auto in the Star Wars universe. Oh, my there God, go. dude. You're go. on Tatooine. You're Luke. And Luke <laughs> just flipped the table and he's like, he's pissed off at Uncle Owen to just like, you know, I don't want to fix those fucking water evaporators. And then just goes through, te- uh, goes through Maz Eisley and starts carjacking people and smacking, smacking Tatooine hose and shit. I'm about that Jedi life, bitch. <laughs> oh man, that would be so funny. Okay. okay. Hey, hey, you know what, EA? That's free. That's for you yeah, guys. You can keep that. You can keep that one. Yeah. And Rockstar. And, yeah, Rockstar. <laughs> Uh, all right. You have so, you have the radio station that tunes to all the different Tatooine <laughs> network radio stations. One of them just loops the fucking Cantina Cantina <laughs> song. I felt that the whole way. <laughs> You're fucking doing drive-bys. It's just a do 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 do. Oh my god! Oh, and number one, you have a Casey Kasem version where he's like going, and uh, number one on on the Death Star is. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, moving on. (laughs) You know, while it's easy to make jokes about the failings of present-day Nintendo, it's nice when they're doing something good as well. I'm guilty myself of cracking a few jokes. Steve as well. (laughs) Mostly me, because I just like making fun of people. (laughs) Um, Cracking a few jokes about the latest gimmick that Nintendo is selling, but any gamer of a certain age, even if they don't admit it, wants Nintendo to do well. The House of Mario, see what I did there? Yeah. A little spin on it, you know, is celebrating 10 million units sold of new Super Mario Brothers Wii in the U.S. Not the newest game in the world, but still. Um, Nintendo of America announced the milestone on Twitter saying, quote, Wahoo, which is a Mario thing. New oh. Super Mario Brothers, <laughs> there you go. New Super Mario Brothers Wii just hit 10 million sold. That's a lot of penguin suits, end quote. The tweet included the image of Mario turning the party up to 11 that you can actually see on uh, LazyGeeks.com. He's just pulling a party favor. But, you know. Um, New Super Mario Bros. Wii is known to many as one of the greatest games to be released on the Wii. Uh, Originally coming out in 2009, it follows the same habits of most Mario games and was a must-have for any new Wii owner. It actually had um, the red Wii bundle came with it i had that oh one. yeah 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 yeah. that game was dope like it was just typical mario I mean, it's yeah. a formula you don't have to fix like it's just and, a fun game and the cool thing is everybody wants to play it so oh yeah um no matter what you hear me say about nintendo i have to admit mario kart has me wanting a wii u in the worst kind of way and that's the real truth that is that truth. i've been watching so many gameplays of people having fun with mario kart dude uh, yeah like, <laughs> I, I know totally it's like ever since mario kart yeah mario kart it made me want to get a wii u it's like oh and then when you when you finally re- and this is Nintendo's problem because they don't they don't explain this properly to people who don't have a, a Wii U. But when you finally realize that 
people are pl- they're people aren't playing this game with that big ass fucking rectangle screen. They're playing it with that the Wii that controller. Wii U like Pro controller, which is a dope controller. Yeah, you know. And I'm like, oh, see, we gotta get this shit in the house, dude. I'm about it. <laughs> about that Mario Kart life, dude. Then you're gonna do a bunch of those uh, screen captures like that one dude that does the uh, did did Mario did did. Uh, Dude, Donkey Kong just giving Kong cheese <laughs> Fucking Dashy XP, Dashy Games, always got to give him a shout out. I watch his shit every time he releases it on Clockwork. He has got to be the funniest <laughs> fucking gameplay dude. He bomb ass skits too, yeah. but just funniest, one of the funniest dudes on YouTube. <laughs> him and his, everyone he associates himself with, fucking follow them all. Like every video. Right. <laughs> all right. Moving on into comic news. Uh, following a domestic abuse... Uh, by the way, this one comes from Comic Book Resources because <laughs> I didn't do a comic story this week. Uh, follow- now, fuck you. We'll come back to that in technology. Uh, following a domestic abuse arrest that came to light earlier this week, Rat Queen's writer and series co-creator, Curtis J. Weeb, uh, announced Friday on his personal website that the artist and co-creator rock up church is no longer working on the popular image comic series quote as of today rock up church will no longer be illustrating rat queens we wrote this is going to be a transitionary period for the series as we rebuild and prepare for a new start i'm committed to rat queens to stand by what it has always been praised for and to prove to the fans that they are that they weren't wrong in loving it on tuesday bleeding cool reported that up church was arrested by uh, Henry County Police Department in Central Georgia on October 31st on the charge of battery, family violence, first offense. Bleeding Cool also presented a screenshot of the booking record for the Henry County Sheriff Office website that has um, and has since deleted but catch, uh, cached count written by Upchurch's estranged wife on November 17th, stating that she was experiencing both physical pain from him throwing me down two steps and my head hitting the floor, choking me to the point where my neck feels as if it will completely snap off, smashing my face in over and over, which she stated did not compare to the, quote, the emotional pain that I feel, the mental pain I feel, the pain I feel when I look at my children, and the pain I feel when sons and daughters are crying for their fathers. Upchurch confirmed to Bleeding Cool that... Uh, and provided his take on the incident. Uh, the series was launched in 2013 as part of his Images Shadowline imprint. Rat Queen is a medieval fantasy adventure series starring four female leads, and the book has received widespread criti- uh, critical acclaim and specifically attracting praise um, and the passionate fan base that is positively put for its positive portrayals of female characters in 2014 and won an Eisner Award for Best New Series. Yeah, I think that's probably a good thing to get rid of a guy who, uh, who, uh... Yeah, that's not just, you know, in a feat of passion, you slapped a chick. Like, that's some serious shit. Yeah, you're you're doing it like it's your job. That's, yeah. yeah, that's where you gotta be like, whoa, dude, we write a series about, um, female characters in a positive light and you doing this yeah Yeah, you're beating a woman like it's fucking 2000 bc like jesus it's like come on dude you know who wouldn't stand for that kind of bullshit who howard the fucking (laughs) so rolling right in right 
So, it's finally happening. After years of hearing about how awful the movie was, Howard the Duck is making a comeback to comics. Writer Chip Zdarsky, yeah, I was saying it right, I don't know why I paused, and artist Joe Quinones will be bringing the character back from the dead for a chance to make a splash. He's dead? Of course. Can I finish? Um, sure. Okay. Of course, Howard hasn't exactly been missing all these years <laughs> either. With a few quick guest appearances in a, in a few different books, like Wolverine and the X-Men number 17, and the much-talked-about end credit scene of Guardians of the Galaxy, Howard has never truly gone anywhere. Zdarsky has recently, is recently coming off some big popularity with his previous work in Sex Criminals, with Image Comics and should be bringing that level of wit to comics by the to Marvel. By the way, Sex Criminals was really fucking good. I read like the first six issues, huh? and it's it, it was dope. It was extremely well written. Um, it was a weird premise, but it was extremely <laughs> written. Um, Zdarsky described Howard to EW recently as quote an every man who happens to be a duck. He's angry, exasperated. And he's had it up to here with the world around him, but he's trapped here. Infinitely relatable. Um, Howard has always been a character with a sharp wit and no love for society as whole. Well. This is me, by the way. Never shying away from a controversial topic. Howard the Duck books have always turned heads one way or another. Then a movie was made by George Lucas that tarnished <laughs> the Duck's reputation, and it's been a long crawl from the bottom so far. Uh, let's hope that Darcy can do Howard justice in this new take on a classic character. Uh, expect to see Howard the Duck issue one on shelves March 4th, 2015. And I am so fucking excited. I'm a little wet. Um, <laughs> also, the the only image that has been released looks like a cover. Probably could be the first cover, a variant of some kind. A lot of fucking Easter eggs in this image. Oh, so yeah. You have... Um, you have Howard standing there. He looks like he's he's a private eye now, which I am so excited about. Um, and you have superheroes all over outside the window. You see Spider Man and and the female Thor, by the way. So it looks like it's in that universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see her and Hulk's fucking big ass foot. Right. Um, and someone I don't know because I don't know all the Mar. It's not like DC where I can name off fucking C characters. <laughs> um. I see pictures on his wall of swamps, obviously a throwback to when he, his first appearance in Swamp Thing. Or, I'm sorry, uh, his first appearance in, um, uh, fuck, I can't remember the name of the comic book. The same book that he was, that Swamp Thing was in. Um, the plant is actually Groot. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah the, I saw that one, yeah. Um, he has a playbill on the, on the desk. Um... There's some shit. Calendar here. Man is making an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Batman's outside doesn't even make any sense. Um, but it, the the way the picture is portrayed, because outside the window you see another superhero. Um, the way the picture is portrayed, it looks like he's going to be a private eye. I could see him being a private eye for superheroes, mm. and I think it would be hilarious if it was mostly B Squad. Oh yeah. Like, people with dumb powers. Right. And they're just like, oh, this fucking happened. and Because the A-Squad's not going to need a private eye. They go fucking figure it out themselves. <laughs> There's also a picture of another, like, person of the same species as Howard the Duck. So I don't know if that's just in there for laughs or if we're going to get... Mm-hmm. Maybe Duckman's going to come in. That's his cousin. <laughs> Remember that show Duckman from USA? Oh, God, yeah. Dude, that show was dope. <laughs> you and I have very different versions of the word dope. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> that for that fucking if you don't think that show was awesome something's wrong with you <laughs> oh man all right and moving into technology news uh the problem with using torrent sites to acquire your multimedia content is uh is one that gets too big they will be the next target by the entertainment industry kick-ass torrents is one of those sites it went down for a bit last year and then quickly changed excuse me went changed their address to kickass.to to circumvent anti-piracy measures a year later it seems they have changed it again according to kickass torrent cat they claim that they it has nothing to do with international pressure, but part of their, quote, annual do, uh, domain rotation. Currently, Kickass Torrents has switched over to a Somalian domain and now goes by kickass.so. Good old Somalia. If, yeah. if there's any kind of piracy going on. Right, right. It's, and it fits, <laughs> right? You know, just... Right. <laughs> <laughs> The site themselves that uh, the site themselves says that they are not running into any issues with their to dot to domain, but the Google clamping down on torrent sites on their search engine, it could have been dropping their traffic. However, if the um, in the change, this will allow them to run undeterred from the bans that have been placed uh, to their dot to domain. Quote: We're moving. We are moving to kickass.co now. So as you all know we change our domain regularly. Not really. Yeah, but changed it in like a year, and before that it was forever. It was <laughs> PH. Yeah. Uh, nothing has been changed for you, so don't worry. You can use Kickass as usual. It automatically redirects you the cat, the cat team rights. Cat has been one of the longest running torrents that has very minimum downtime since the entertainment industry started applying pressure on torrent sites. Again, when you're using torrent sites, be careful of the popular ones. My logic is that if you just heard about it. There's a good sign that they have too. <laughs> yeah, or if it's um, if it's a closed network, it's pretty good. Right. I mean, so I've heard. Yeah, that's what we've been told anyway. You know, yeah, I don't, don't use them. We don't know for sure about that. It's all it's all uh, uh, supposition on our part. Right, right. <laughs> Whatever that means, I agree. <laughs> so, Steve likes to throw some big words at me. I'm just taking this disrespect. So as you should, as you should. <laughs> What'd you say about my mom? Wait, <laughs> wait, I'm confused. Uh, okay. Uh, so this next story that I completely wrote. Wow. <laughs> okay, I took wow. it from Steve. I took it from Steve. But this is the thing, though. When I have to borrow a story, I borrow it from the LazyGeeks.com. Your only source. <laughs> For the truth, you know what I'm talking about. Truth, because our sources know what they're talking about. So, um, where was I? Oh, I haven't started. Uh, when Microsoft announced that their new operating system would be Windows 10, uh, there was probably one group of people that were waiting to hear the bad news. Nokia Lumia users. It probably had 2012 screaming back at them when it was announced that Windows 8 would not be coming to Windows 7 mobile users, which actually made a lot of sense when you look at the technology and stuff, but it did suck for them. Yeah. Um, it seems Microsoft will not be making the same mistake twice. <sighs> In answering a customer's question, Microsoft revealed that all Windows Phone 8 devices will be upgraded to Windows 10 when it is released for mobile devices, as you can see in the tweet on the lazygeeks.com. So it looks like a dude named Cal... Calars07 said, uh, at Lumia, I want to buy Nokia, I want to buy Nokia Lumia 930. 
but here's a question. We'll update it to Windows 10 or will as in the past 7.88. Obviously, English is not the first language here. The, but that's, the, original, just... the original post was written in uh, Russian, I think. Ah, okay. So translation errors. But I'm just reading the quote as is. But now that I know that it was in a different language, I will change it if if Microsoft didn't, wasn't on point. Um, <laughs> so Lumia, the Lumia Twitter account, which is Microsoft now, uh, said at Cal... Calars07, we plan to upgrade all Windows Phone 8 devices to Windows 10 in the future. Smiley face. Um, I don't know why I say smiley face. <laughs> why is it such a big deal when Android and iOS devices do this all the time? Well, Microsoft never truly thinks that far ahead. <laughs> when they released their Windows Phone 7 device, it was their serious attempt to try and work their way into the mobile device ecosystem. Unfortunately, when they released Windows 8, they were not able to upgrade the operating system on the devices due to a software kernel. Again, Microsoft will still, was still thinking in the 1990s when they developed their phone, but many people never forgot that. It would be safe to say for the moment that the regime change at Microsoft has them thinking in a way that will allow them to act like other companies. When I say that, I mean that they will begin to act the way Google and Apple have been thinking about about for years now that was steve's opinion i do agree with it i think um the problem is one microsoft likes to be old hat all the fucking time yeah um and they're like ibm of the software <laughs> yeah um but also they're I like think netscape too, <laughs> right i think too that the windows phone the windows phone ecosystem has gotten large enough now that they can't play like that they were always trying to get in which is fine to do a one shot at that point, but they're they're stable enough now that they need to worry about their existing users. Because even the Windows Seven phone, not that many people used the Windows Seven phone when they were ending it, right? Or when Windows Eight phone came out, you know, so they could safely ignore the two people that fucking used it, you know. But there's enough people using the Windows Eight phones now that they can't go, oh. By the way, guys, sorry. You're yeah. going to have to get a new... No, I don't fucking work that way. Yeah. And um, it also makes sense, too, because if you look at... Um, they're talking about... I don't know if this is still a rumor or not, but they're talking about Windows 10 will be a free upgrade on the computer. Windows 10 will be a free upgrade for all Windows 8 users. 8.1 users. Right. Um, which just shows you it's pretty much the same operating system underneath. Yeah. It's just cosmetic changes, yeah. so... Yeah, because... And I'm actually probably going to reinstall Windows 8 on my Windows 7 computer when Windows 10 comes out and just fucking go balls deep. Yeah. Well, because when, you know, going... Uh, uh, touching on what you, what you just said, Windows is at a point that... Or Microsoft is at a point where they cannot upgrade to Windows 10 and leave the Windows 8 users sitting there because then it's more reason for them to go, well, fuck it, why do I have to buy a new phone to get a new operating system? Uh, I'll just go ahead and go with Android or Apple and just yeah, get that at that exactly. time. They, they can't fuck around that way anymore. And, and you know, if you notice that since Balmer has gone, there has been a lot of changes to make them kind of like everyone else. Um, and it's not just Balmer, but there was a lot of a real big shakeup on Microsoft's end. And this is this is funny because if you want to see how you do a shakeup, you can look at BlackBerry or Microsoft. And when you see the big shakeup that BlackBerry had, and they've tried so many different things, nothing's worked. It's because they're still not 
being uh, not necessarily being innovative, but offering what everybody else is offering, saying, "Oh yeah, you're going to have your new BlackBerry, the new BlackBerry OS coming end of 2013." Yeah. Oh well, might come out early 2014. Well, it might come mid 2014, but yeah. don't be sure about and, it. And then you and from the first announcement they're coming out with something that already exists on other platforms. Right. And then you have Microsoft who is like, okay, we've changed it up. Where can we level the playing field? Okay, well, with the Xbox area, we can go ahead and get rid of the paywall, do right. what everybody else is doing, Nintendo and, and Sony. Um, let's go ahead and really pump up our office operate, our office uh, um, service, giving you know OneDrive and you know, now they're going to do, they're going to integrate chat in PowerPoint and Word. So, and, and all of that stuff. So it's, it seems like they're really kind of looking to see where they need to go. And by upgrading Windows 8 phones to Windows 10s, it, it really will lock people into going, oh, okay, they're not going to fuck me like, you know, what they did with Windows 7. I mean, like, Microsoft has never moved nearly as fast as the other guys in the in the overall like in the desktop space right. if you really think about it i mean the gaps in between their operating systems has always been pretty big mm. but they've been they're such a big company that everyone else just kind of follows what they're doing right and works around them so that it was okay but i think if you really look at it and i'm i'm including windows 8 um in this and i'm including the windows phone i think my the only thing I'm not including is the way the Xbox was handled in the beginning. Current Xbox is perfectly fine, but the, the little things they were trying to do in the beginning. <laughs> um, I think Microsoft has made really good decisions. Um, they're playing the long game, obviously. Right. Um, but even Windows 8, look at it. Look at the genius behind this. Okay, Windows 8 comes out. You can't tell me that a company as big as Microsoft did not know that a massive amount of people were going to shit themselves when Windows 8 came out. <laughs> exactly. Right? But it doesn't matter because Microsoft is going to force you to use it. Only savvy users are going to know that are going to know that they could put Windows 7 on this and they could do this and they can do that. So the majority of people are going to use Windows 8. They're not going to like it, but they're going to use it and they're going to get used to it. Then they go, "Oh, oh, you know what? Here's Windows 10." just like windows 7 right. but still has all this windows 8 stuff in it and now everybody's like oh my god microsoft is a fucking saint yeah come on yeah this is the fucking it's, it's the perfect griff man although he scammed al al everybody although vista still was a a big fuck up for them but look at vista too vista so we coming off xp we go to vista vista was a big fuck up it sucked everything else but then they took everything great from vista and put it in seven and made seven great. Which it was the same which, fucking thing. Which wasn't enough. Which wasn't a lot. Let's, I mean. Well, the the, the the aesthetics is basically what they took from it. But for what people can see. But it was, it's the same exact thing. Because Microsoft has that ability where they, they do something new. They'll fuck it up. Okay. But then they can adapt it. They act, if you really think of what Microsoft does in the end, listen to people. Right. They just don't listen to them in the beginning. from the get-go. Yeah, and that's what I think they, they need to be very careful is going forward, you know, with Windows 10 or with the different operating systems because Apple is taking a lot of their share. And people can, are just simply just like, do I need a PC now? I'll just go and get a fucking tablet. And yeah. it's, it's one of those where you can't do those kind of fuck-ups anymore. You really have to be very careful how, what you're throwing out there. Well, with and let's be honest too, with the um, 
entry of the Chromebook. Yeah. Linux has taken a bit of that chunk too. Yeah. So Microsoft is not on the everything is Microsoft and everybody else is a niche right. playing field anymore. Yeah. Because you got people that are like, well, I hear Apple, very, you know, will change, will make stuff cooler, but it doesn't really change a whole lot, you know. And that's what people will people will flock to that, or people will go, well, I don't really need a fucking PC. I can just get a Samsung tablet right. or a iPad or what have you, or a Chromebook if I really need something in a in a pinch, and then just use that. It's like, yeah, you got to be very careful how you do that now. Well, and with everything, everything's moving so much to the cloud, and everything's internet based. Right. If you really look at it, and, and yeah, there are missteps along the way, but the way Windows 8.1 is integrated into online services is pretty great. I mean, you, everything is, is SkyDrive. Right. It's seamless. It, every, you don't even notice it happening. You know, so it's, it's pretty – I think it's pretty ingenious, and, and you can tell that they're kind of changing their tune with the – waiting until we piss everybody off until we start listening to everybody right and one one definite example of that is now with the um the customer previews yeah i mean that was fucking you would never hear that in the 90s microsoft doing that shit oh fuck yeah you know so it's like now you have oh also you couldn't really download an operating system in the 90s but now i can i mean you could download windows 10 preview right now yeah and you could fuck with it you know and every step of the way they have a link right there saying what what it, what don't you like what do you like right. what's not working you know i mean that's a huge step forward in not only making your technology what people want but also earning that trust back too right. from the more savvy users that care yeah. like the, most people don't even know that that <laughs> you could switch operating systems at all they're just like my computer has this so this is how it works <laughs> all right well on that note uh, many times people, companies, or someone does something that's straight up bitch. This is a section of the podcast called This Week's This Bitch. Dun dun. Dun dun. So this week's This Bitch, <laughs> I put in the show. An entire nation. <laughs> it's, uh, I put in Poland just simply for shock value, but uh, it's actually a town in Poland. Uh, so I'm just going to jump right into the story. You lied. You, you lied is basically what you're trying to say. Uh, you fucking lied. I omitted. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Uh, this comes from politics. Politics. <laughs> this comes from the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, here's some news that definitely lead Winnie the Pooh to exclaim, "Oh bother!" Don't bring Winnie the Pooh in this. Lawmakers in a small town of Dizian, Poland, has voted to ban the honey-loving character from representing a playground due to the anthropomorphic bears lack of clear gender identity and propensity for going pantless. But he doesn't have any gender, so it doesn't matter if he wears pants or not. Yeah. Officials at the at a council meeting claim that Winnie the Pooh is of dubious sexuality. Ooh, and is Winnie the Pooh? Yeah, Winnie the Pooh. And is inappropriately dressed to be around children, given that the bear is half naked, according to the Croatian Times. Quote, the problem with the bear is uh, is it doesn't have a complete wardrobe, the said council person, uh, Reizard Shai, 46. It's a half-naked, which is wholly inappropriate for children. Uh, another official said that Pooh Bear, quote, doesn't wear underpants because he doesn't have a sex. It's a hermaphrodite. 
<laughs> council person Hannah uh, Jamiska criticized Winnie the Pooh's author A.A. A. Uh, oh, I, it's not Mil- Milne. I can't remember how. I can't remember what yeah. it is. Let me for having for having cut <laughs> cut his Pooh testicles off with a razor blade because he had a problem with his identity. Wow. Really? Wow, yeah. That's a stretch. Yeah. It has not been decided which character would instead represent the playground. Really? <laughs> so So Don obviously minute. Donald Duck can't represent Oh, any Disney character really. Yeah. Any of the classic ones. I guess Goofy wears pants. Goofy wears pants. Is, I mean Is it okay for Pluto? I mean he's a dog. Yeah, I don't know, because you know, we we don't really know. And uh but yeah. <laughs> So what if somebody drew Winnie the Pooh with pants, but with like an enormous bulge? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Right, like he was hung <laughs> fucking low. You know what I'm talking about? Somebody, somebody pulled a uh, Schumacher uh, Clooney Batman with an enlarged codpiece. <laughs> right. You, the reason this is so funny too is that people get up in arms over the dumbest shit without really thinking things through. Like Winnie the Pooh is probably one. Uh, out of all cartoons that have survived, it's probably one of the more wholesome cartoons. Exactly. And I guarantee you they're going to pick something if they don't just pick a general setting. If they pick another character, there's going to be something wrong with that character too. It's just, You could stretch anything. I mean, it was just like Winnie the Pooh, really? Like of all the characters you can pick on. That bear is like the coolest. All he wants to do is eat honey all day. Yeah. He teaches everybody a good lesson. I mean, maybe that's it. Diabetes, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Diabetes. <laughs> Diabetes. You got the betis, <laughs> That's why he has no pants. He can't fit the legs in the pants because of the diabetes. <laughs> his fucking his feet are all swollen and shit <laughs> from the betis. Oh, man. But I, I just, I saw, I read that and I was just like, oh, my God, I found our douchebag. <laughs> that's just. It's when, I don't know. It's, 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 so stupid. it's Winnie the Pooh, people. Come on. It's it's the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. We, we have a couple of the original stories in the house. I, I read them to the kids every so often. Um, and they're good, dude. Like, they're they're funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I was reading one where it was um, that kangaroo came into town. Oh yeah, and they didn't and they didn't want her there. And the story was basically the moral of the story was just because somebody's different doesn't mean they're bad. So the kangaroo comes and they're all like, "Who the fuck is this?" You know, basically that kind of right. attitude. So their their grand plan was to steal Rue, which is the kid kangaroo, mm-hmm. and and then not do anything dubious or anything, but just take. Take him no, and then go. That's okay, right there to be dubious. Right, exactly. They were gonna sexually assault Rue. <laughs> no, they were gonna. T- the rabbit was gonna take him because the rabbit said he was the fastest, and um, then just tell her to piss off. So they get to the chick and she's watching her kid. Now, if you remember from the cartoon, she's very protective over this kid. Like she's always with Rue, uh-huh. and um, they keep trying to get her to look at a tree. <laughs> this was after. What was the grand plan? Oh. Winnie the Pooh had to recite poetry to distract her. So Pooh, they run up on her. And they're like, oh, hey, hey. And she's kind of like not paying attention. Like She's just like, yeah, whatever, whatever, guys. I'm watching my kid. And out of nowhere, Winnie the Pooh goes, do you like poetry? <laughs> and then says some stupid poem about fucking eating. And right. she's like, uh, whatever. 
And then that didn't work. So like, hey, what kind of bird is that in that tree? Oh, it was so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off the whole time reading it. Oh, oh man. So fuck Poland and fuck their <laughs> Winnie the Pooh bias. Exactly. I hope they t- I hope he takes his shirt off, motherfucker. Keep it natural. I'm gonna start doing it. We should get some money together. We should kickstart something and just put up uh, Winnie the Pooh banners all over that town in Poland. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the Winnie bottom the of it just go America <laughs> I think Winnie the Pooh I don't know for sure but I was reading it and it, it read like it was written in England so I think it I don't think it's an American no. character no it's, it's not English no but they got Disney-fied so you know well, you know. well I don't think Winnie the Pooh's owned by Disney is it uh, well they did Disney movies so who knows maybe the, oh. the Disney version of Winnie the Pooh because I think he looks... Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> All right. Well, lastly, a random story... No, Winnie the Pooh, motherfucker! <laughs> Winnie the Pooh's Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Word. Uh, so a random story of the week is basically a quote, and it's been making its ways around the internet over the last week. Uh, basically, it was a comment made by uh, Arrow star Steve Amell, who obviously plays Arrow, but he was offering, you know, they asked him his view on the announcement of the DC, the Warner Brothers DC film slate. Now, he's never said, obviously, oh, I would have liked to play in Green Arrow, even though Green Arrow isn't technically in the new movie slate, but he did have some choice words about uh, their handling of the announcement around the time that the Flash TV series premiered. So here's his quote. Um, Quote, I thought the way Warner Brothers announced the slate of DC movies could have been handled better. I think that someone like Grant Gustin, who has just launched the iconic character like The Flash, to record-breaking numbers, numbers that surpassed Arrow's numbers, I think he should have been given a wider berth than two episodes before another actor was announced to play his character. I thought that was kind of sh- I thought it was shitty that all of the stuff got announced the morning of the ratings, the spectacular ratings of the second episode of The Flash came in, end quote. Um, He's also gone on to say, and I've heard this in other interviews, where he thought, you know, uh, the guy that's introduced as Flash would have been good to, like, put him into the movie. Um, Now, I have to agree with uh, Stephen Amell with the way it was handled, because... The funny thing is, is that like the first episode, and to me, it's like the first episode of a new series is always going to be huge. Same thing with Gotham and all of that. But you want to see the numbers that come in after that. How do people react? How do people come in? And there was virtually no change from episode one to episode two in The Flash. And yeah, I think, you know, they probably Warner Brothers, and you got to remember too, Warner Brothers is a big company. They're just trying to play catch up and they're doing things a little different from you know as they said they keep the tv world and the movies the movie universe different um but you know i mean they do some pretty good shows i mean i'm watching arrow has been great and the flash has just kept getting better each and every episode um gotham i'm a little bit of a yawner on now i've I've pretty much stopped watching gotham uh but constantine is pretty badass too I got my brother into watching that, even though he stuff like that freaks him the fuck out. <laughs> He's a what uh, the supernatural, the supernatural stuff that Constantine has been dealing with. Because some of that shit on the show has been kind of freaky, like really hardcore freaky. Oh well, 
it's it's Christian supernatural too a lot of the yeah. times, which freaks out a lot of people. Yeah. And uh, so like uh, like those and you know what do you think about what he what he said? I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, and I was telling Steve this too. At the end of the day, he's a human being. He's an actor, you know, and he's it's kind of undermining what he's doing, you know. And and I think um, I think he said in a, in a in a sweet way that like, what the fuck, guys? Yeah, you know. And and I don't blame him. I, I think that. But the thing is, is that either way, they were gonna have to announce the fucking movie. So I don't. You know what I mean? Maybe they could have waited. Yeah. But it wasn't going to happen either way. It was a shit situation for just this guy. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you got to make a calculated risk, I guess. But um, I, I, feel, I, I, under, I fully understand where he's coming from, though, because it sucks. Like, you're doing something great. It's like when you're at a job yeah. and you're, like, the best at a particular thing. And everyone's like, wow, you're doing really good, you know, this and that, you know, you're the shit. And then some new guy comes around and does the same thing, and then everyone's paying attention to him. Yeah. And it's not like you're like, oh, look at me. You're just like, well, fuck, like, I'm going to get replaced or what? You know, well, you, if, even if that doesn't make any sense, you yeah, know. Actually, no, I kind of think, like, what you what we were talking, you know, like, it would be, like, you know, you doing a, a job in Arizona, and you do amazingly well and everybody's like wow you did so good but then a guy in california who did the exact same job you did gets all the credit and they're like oh yeah this guy in california he's amazing you're like wait i fucking did all that shit too i did it when nobody even knew who this what this was you know and that's the thing because yeah and that's true because he's this dude knows because they're technically still on the small screen. Yeah. So if the movie comes out, the movie fucking blows up. He's going to be second. Yeah. Instantly. It doesn't matter what he did. You know, and that kind of sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's kind of just the nature of the business, I guess. Yeah. You know, the big screen is always seen a little bit more important. Like big screen actors, which I think is kind of bullshit because they do a lot of good shit on TV. Too. Yeah, and and the thing is, is yeah, a guy does a movie, and yeah, you put more. And I think the big thing is, is because they put more money into it. TV show, this guy's doing this character nine months out of the year, you know, yeah. and, and it's the budget, budget small, and they gotta make do. And sometimes you have to be a little more creative, you know, to do all this. Oh, in the in one of the recent episodes of the of the Flash, I know you haven't caught up with it yet, but they have this guy who I can't remember. I, I don't know if they mentioned his name, but he does this where um, he can turn his body to metal. And he's been uh, – uh, Flash is trying to, to stop this guy. But he's also a former high school bully of his. And uh, they – you know, uh, the Flash tried to punch him, but he had turned his jaw into steel. So he literally broke his broke his wrist trying to hit him. And they're like, what happened? He goes, oh, man. He goes, I don't know. He goes, this guy just – turned himself into metal and the the professor in the wheelchair goes really a man of steel <laughs> and i was like nice little <laughs> yeah nice little Easter, nice little throw there what fucking is that a real character in the tc universe i wonder i, I can't think of anybody it's hard i can it's think hard. of somebody in the marvel universe that can do that right. but i can't it's it's hard with the dc universe because there's always like this the e and f they characters so the, e and f, yeah, they, the e and f villains that are around you know there was a period, I think, just for the '60s and the '70s, there was like a new character every fucking week. Like it was just constant, just fi- like a filler character yeah. that you only saw maybe twice. 
Oh, but they did show off. Uh, they didn't show him after the uh, explosion, but before they had this thing where the professor was against this military guy, and he's like, they go, they wanted the military wanted him to do this to this to uh, this animal. And he's like, no, absolutely not. I'm not. This isn't what I signed up for. And then the military guy left, and he walks over to the to the cage, and it says Groot on there. And he's like, it's okay. I wouldn't let them do anything to you. And I was like, ah. <laughs> so, That's going to be cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, uh, Reverse Flash is supposed to show up soon. So it's supposed to be after the winter break. It's like the biggest villain. And I'm kind of worried about that. That they started the story off with the biggest villain and he's going to be here already. Uh, well, Unless he comes real quick and then he comes back, because if they if he div- if he kills him or if he dies right now, it's gonna be dumb. Yeah, I, I think it's probably gonna be it's probably gonna be one of those like series long kind of thing, you know, where it's just yeah. you know it's, it's gonna like he's gonna pop in from time to time, be like a Q episode, you know, or comes <laughs> in and you gotta deal with that shit and then disappears and then you won't see him for another season or so. So we'll see how that works out. It's all this dig. Yeah, this motherfucker. <laughs> all right well that is it for the lazy geeks podcast uh just so you guys know check out um on thanksgiving day we're going to release a uh a what to buy guide for the holidays uh recommendations so be sure to check that out on thursday that'll be thanksgiving day instead of our usual friday uh so want to wish you guys all a happy thanksgiving be safe and uh, remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. So I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Peace out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com.